0: We are kicking off this episode eating oatmeal cookies, <laughs> and what we are just talking about is that since we were growing up, these oatmeal cookies have decreased in size. <laughs> what would you say?
1: Well, I, I do think they've decreased in size. Part of me, there is still a part of me that's like, is it just that like I've gotten bigger, you know? How like, when you're a kid and you go back right. to that playground, you're like it's so small. <laughs> How did it, that slide yeah. is so tiny? Or because my parents are in the same house, when I look at the woods that I played in, yeah. I mean it was like an unending just door to Narnia. And then now I'm like, wait, it's so small. But I I do think the shrinkflation is real.
0: Here's why I don't think that's true. All right, so if you're a kid from you were born in the 90s, go get an oatmeal cookie, little Debbie kind. It's the only kind and compare it with your imaginations of when you were growing up i think it's like it looks like an oatmeal cookie for ants it is <laughs> it's a tiny it is pitiful you have to get two two for what you used to be able to enjoy for one but it still tastes the same but it's here's why i don't think it's that case i know exactly what you're talking about because swiss cake rolls well, let's use that for like a um Let's use Swiss cake rolls for a what's the what's the word in science reference uh, reference point the um hypothesis const, the the constant comparison <laughs> control group. Oh, the, so a uh, little uh, Swiss cake rolls is the control group. Those those are about the same size as I remember them. These. Mm-mm.
1: When was the last time you had a Swiss cake roll?
0: Mm, two months ago.
1: Okay. See, now, Cosmic Brownies, that was my go-to, and I think they're the same size. They Now, though, okay, these are still good, at least. Like, they still taste yeah, good. Right. When I eat a Cosmic Brownie now, I feel terrible. Like, I just feel awful. Those and have always been... Twinkies, Twinkies will be here even when the world ends. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's um, bringing us back. To the good old days. Which Mm, good tie-in. Yeah. Now (laughs) we're we're so glad to be back on the podcast. Actually, on this episode, we're gonna go back in time a little bit, go back to the good old days and (laughs) everything that God has done. Um today are the good old days though. So it doesn't work. (laughs) But we can use the tie-in. And we've had a little bit of a break, so I'm really excited to be back, Joey, recording with you because I mean this break. Has been really good. It has been necessary. We've had a lot of time to slow down and lean in and listen to the Lord on where he's leading us. But this episode's really gonna be us just opening up the hood to our lives in the ministry. And we're gonna take you back uh to the caradox, which some of you listening are gonna be like, What is I don't even know what caradox is. And others of you have been around since the beginning, which is just really encouraging. And um. Then we're going to talk a little bit about just updates in the ministry, where God has us right now, changes that have gone on, and then... Take you to just some dreams for the future and what's to come. So, we're really excited that you guys are here along for the ride.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited for this conversation. So, it feels like going into next year, we're released, we're recording this and then releasing it soon after. So, we're recording this. What's today?
1: November 10th.
0: November 10th. And then this will come out next Thursday. So, we're recording this like real uh, live. Up to date, kind of where we're at November 2023 and then January 2024. It feels like the Lord is bringing Liveful into kind of Liveful 2.0 and feels like God has clarified, solidified our vision in the waiting and brought out some really excited, exciting dreams for the work. So, this feels in some ways like necessary chronicling if that's a word of the history of like what God has done where we've been and also celebrating and I was with you who have been tracking for a while back when I was okay can we actually talk about I don't know if I've we've ever talked about this on the podcast Uh when I we're we're right now recording in the little office which is like decently nice room that has been made it's got like AC and all that within Liveful office okay so if you go back to which i don't even know when we go into the new year we may delete those episodes because it feels to me we'll talk we have some we'll need to think through that but it's like it feels like those episodes that are first recorded that are like number one all the way back like the audio is terrible um all that it feels like not 100 fitting to like who we are now because now it's like live full as a team and it has this It's a ministry. It's not just like Joey in a garage. Um, So, anyway, we'll need to think about like whether even to keep those when we turn the corner for next year. But uh, one reality, like as we're sitting in here, okay, if you go back to like those early episodes, some of those like, excuse me, oatmeal cookie pie. I was
1: (laughs) like, it's coming back
0: up. See, it's too small. (laughs) Um, Some of those like first 20 episodes, I recorded in this garage in my garage doesn't have a light in it it just like it has like one of those like you know lights at the top of the garage opener like a really faint light and I would come in the darkness in like the winter when I could see my breath and I'm told I've told you this like I came with a I would come in here with a toboggan (laughs) gloves and like an Eskimo jacket I could see my breath and my feet, my like toes would go start going numb while I'm recording and I would come out here and like record it. So the oh thought my. of those being videoed is pretty hilarious, but I so wish I would have like snapped a picture to remember that. But yeah, if you go back to those first episodes, like some of those, I could see my breath when I was recording
1: those. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's, how did you, I feel like you just went full on froze like you just froze. How did you, you recorded your, and for people who don't know, that was before the studio was built. Yeah, right. You were just in your garage, and you were recording it was on what garage on your phone?
0: No, it was a um, it was a little Rode mic that was like connected to my computer, and I got a one of those um, Walmart foldable black tables, and would come out here and just put it out in the garage because because inside this was when Ruthie, my daughter, excuse me, was like. She was really young, like, and, and just newborn ish and like making, um, around, around newborn years and making newborn sounds. So like, I couldn't record in there. And so I'd come out here and anyway, so that was, I kind of take us back to, to original start of the, of the podcast, at least I can't even say ministry. Cause live full really started like last year. I feel like when you came on, Sarah came on into the work, but the, the podcast started much earlier, like uh, April of 2020 is when the podcast started.
1: When you were freezing in your garage. Yeah, that was... Okay. A, yeah. <laughs> and that that was when you weren't even full-time giving work, right? No, to- so,
0: yeah, I was working for a church. I was a, uh, a pa- like a campus pastor at a church during that time. And so I would do it like in the early mornings, I would write. Because when I... When I was so my background I shared a little bit of this like in some of those early episodes but uh I w- did college ministry after the Lord saved me was in seminary but also was did writing work like right out of seminary and wrote with a guy named Tim Challies who's really faithful brother he he's been blogging f- like every day for pr- I think like 20 plus years at this point so a lot of what I learned of like regular writing and discipline came from Three years with Tim, um, but I worked with him for a while. So I was art. I'd already kind of learned um, through that, like writing in the early mornings while having a- another job. So when my work wrapped up with Tim in twenty nineteen, um, and I I started feeling this call to like start writing about some other things and writing about what the Lord was doing in my heart at the time. Uh, that is. I started doing it like in the early morning mm-hmm. uh, and kind of before work. I've always been like an early riser, so that, that made sense.
1: Yeah, and then that – you said that was in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then how I how I started – well, I knew about Live Full because of knowing Joey, but then – Well, we s- go
0: back, so we should probably explain that. Oh, that's true. We got, we got, <laughs> we got time. I don't have any – by the way, I don't even have any time. This is like a um, – <laughs> This is an oatmeal cookie pie kind of podcast where it's like, I don't really, have, a lot of times when Cassie and I recorded the old episodes, we would put, we would literally have a timer on it. Cause it's, you know, I can be long winded. Um, and we would be like, we have 25 minutes cause we we're, we would record in bulk. So like spiritual choreography, that series, the dreams series that we did, um, prophecy series. So scene, what am I missing? Of uh,
1: some of the god god oh, of the yeah. Old testament that's it and um, New testament.
0: knowing the charismatic god yeah. yeah all those we recorded in bulk so we would do like three episodes each so we'd put them on a timer because we we're like we we gotta get and you know this amount done within the time right now this episode i'm like we we got all, the, all after this we're gonna just go watch the latest survivor episode with <laughs> yeah. alex and cassidy so or alex <laughs> and uh kelly so <laughs> we're, we have we we have plenty of time.
1: Which this season of Survivor is bananas. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched Survivor, I really recommend. But okay, yeah, Joey and I do go way back. Yeah, we should we, touch on that. Sorry, roundabout. Uh, yeah. We are both from Weddington, which is a small town outside of Charlotte. And I guess we we're in elementary school together, but I didn't really know y- you because you're yep. a couple grades above me. Weddington
0: Elementary class of twenty. 20- 2006. Uh, you were like three years younger than me. Your brothers in my grade, so we knew of each other going through. But yeah. then a big piece is you were there in the scene where like the Lord called me into ministry. So when I started, like a big part of my story is the Lord called me to start preaching. Like soon after He saved me out of like a partying kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. the Lord brought like a little mini revival. Um, we did. saw we and I. And that is like that's not just like revival of. I don't throw that word out loosely. I'll look back on that 12 years later and be like, that was a little, that was a mini revival of kids who um, should like really had no interest in Jesus starting to like come to know the Lord, just power of the Holy spirit really Mm -hmm. early on. And Cassidy was there so much so that even when we reconnected, like Three four years ago, and Kelly, my wife, reached out to you. She had your number in her phone because Kelly was at that <laughs> yeah. event, and I told Kelly, I Kelly was like a follow up uh, minister at Expose the Light, which was this ministry. So people would come forward after these events, and I would have a few people who were like leaders in the ministry, like reach out and follow up with people to see you know care for their souls. So I, you came forward. During that, and I think that's like, that's like one part of God's story of bringing uh, you to himself. But you came forward, like wanting to know more about Jesus and follow Jesus. And I give Kelly your number, like back in 2012.
1: That is, I, it is really crazy. Yeah, I met Joey's wife, Kelly there. I still remember meeting her, which is funny because... I mean, you know, just things that you remember and it's really vivid. I'm like, I remember meeting her and her just being so genuine, and now it's so fun being friends with Kelly and just seeing. Oh, she is the spirit has filled her to just be so genuine and sincere. It's it, yeah, and that I even like that I remember that and that that stuck with me and that God used, were we in the, ba- was that your parents' basement?
0: That was, or, yeah. so that was my parents' basement, but we had actually like uh, kind of outgrown that basement. We'd moved to a neighbor's house. That's where you connected with. It was um, like right across the street. Okay. Anyway. Cause I
1: remember it was like packed like sardines. Yeah. It was this, like everyone's kind of sweaty and yeah. we're all <laughs> worshiping Jesus. And yeah. yeah I- but I
0: met Kelly. That's where I met Kelly. That's, is the very first of those meetings which i don't think you were there right you came a little bit later
1: maybe so it's yeah so
0: i met kelly in the very first time and what you're talking about yeah if you know kelly genuine sincere that's the word that comes out and she stuck she's stood out because in high school everyone's putting on a front and i just saw saw this girl at that first meeting and I told my friend that night. I was like, I think now, p- please take this in the context if you're listening to this. I was like 17, 18 years old, but I was like, she's wife. I think that girl's wife material. Is what I said that <laughs> night. We thought, thank the Lord for maturity and seasoning. And um, but uh, yeah, I I just noticed immediately. I feel like the spirit just kind of highlighted like her her sincerity from the moment I saw mm-hmm. her. And yeah, she's still she's still that way.
1: Yeah, and you guys did get married, so there you and go. And she still has you <laughs> as
0: Cassidy Rich in her in her phone.
1: Um, uh, that yeah, it's it is funny that we go way back to then, but then. We we ended up working at the same church yep. when I when you had already graduated college before me and I came a little bit shortly after. It's funny, in Joey's story and in my story, the Lord both led us back to Charlotte when I really didn't want to move back here. Same. This was the last place that I wanted to move back to, but to see how he was threading everything together. And I was I was doing college ministry. And Charlotte, when I moved back here after college, and then kind of reconnected with you and Kelly some, just yeah. being at the same, being at the same church.
0: A lot of it came, though, through those writings in the Caradox, because, mm-hmm. okay, so we're we're skipping around the narrative, which is great, because that's more interesting than
1: part one, Caradox. People, um, tell people what Caradox is, because... I, I imagine like there's people listening to this who are just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What is that's
0: Because the first issue is that's not a word.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, Joey,
0: totally made Joey
1: likes to, in, he invents words and then just act, like acts yeah. like it's a real about
0: word. About 2% of them stick and the 98 <laughs> other 8% of them I don't use again. Esher.
1: But... You invented the word Esher.
0: That actually is a Hebrew word oh. straight from the Bible. Oh, so <laughs> wait. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> can't claim that one. That's, Oh my God! that's all that's, that's the first word of psalm 11 but anyway um, <laughs> you're talking about a teaching i did where i talked about the escher cycle yeah yeah you thought i just straight up made i made did up that word. so
1: i this is something new yeah I no
0: that now. was the lord in psalm one <laughs> but um okay so paradox a little bit of background on that so 2019 i i a little bit of my story like because this does feed into what god's done in live and where we're going so i'll try to give like real overview snapshot but i was grew up in charlotte catholic uh and then went from like catholic deep liturgy to about the most like evangelical non-denominational scene you could imagine in charlotte so went from like high liturgy but the con the constant thread through that was i was not a believer in high school very far from the Lord party like just went uh the big thing is like just didn't have an interest in the Lord and had an interest in everything else uh the Lord saved me very much in like a Saul of Tarsus kind of 1-8 not everyone has that story my wife Kelly does not have that story God she kind of has more of a God she's had a relation with God since she was like four I want that for my children so Every every story of following Jesus is a resurrection story, whether it's like mm. a 180 or God just had his hand on you in very tangible, manifest ways since you were little. Anyway, my story is not that. Um, my story is a Saul of, of Tarsus 180. So I went to this camp. It was Young Life, Crooked Creek. I did it just to get away from my house um, because I was grounded. And I wanted to get around to my friends, had no interest in the Lord. Uh, this was July of 2011. And then on a Thursday night, had an experience of God. God gave me this experience of tasting, kind of sensing his wrath. It was the shock to my soul that I needed since I had grown up in this kind of complacent Bible belt. Mm-hmm. Saul, kind of my need for Jesus fled, knew enough of the gospel to know Jesus is the only way out of this. So fled to Christ. But then that really quickly turned into a love for like deep, deep love for Jesus. Started telling, telling uh, people about him, speaking uh, about him in my high school. Cause I was just like in love with the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. he, he totally changed my life. And uh, really soon that led into this expose light. Like we we're talking about in that first year, but one of the important things for the story of live full is, and that first year really tasted both the beauty of Jesus, um, just how lovely he was, like he was better than anyone, anything mm-hmm. that I could have ever imagined. Still, only I've only found that to be more true as I go on with him, even though I'd say my love for Jesus is more seasoned um, after 12 years mm-hmm. of following him, uh, 13 years, no, 12 years of following him. So that I was also starting to like devour his word. So I would like, you know, I had, I had a red Catholic Bible, St. Joseph edition, um, just collecting dust in my, in my room, the entire time I'm growing up, like the word of God is in my room the entire time I'm growing up. Mm -hmm. Like everything that all the word of God that is like totally wrecked, changed my life, built me up. It's just in there. Like the whole time I'm growing up, but it's collecting dust. I come back from that trip and I came back with this message remix Bible that I <laughs> loved. But then eventually I picked up this like NASB leather, little whatever. I was reading like a little bit of message, a little bit of NASB. And then I got it. But I just started gorging the Bible. Like mm-hmm. it, it the, I opened the Bible and it was like the words had life. And it was all the I love like in a lot of ways i love the bible more and and um value the bible more than i did then but man there's nothing like it's kind of nothing like the the very first time i read 1st corinthians the very first time mm-hmm. i read the beatitudes like the very first time i read through the psalms in that first year it was like tasting like i don't know you, you vegetarians won't appreciate this but it's like <laughs> It's like, you know, living on like plants your whole life. And I'm like eating little like roots and bitters. And then you get like a juicy, buttery steak for the first time. You're like, oh, this is like, this is what my body needs. <laughs> um, that'll hit home only for a certain segment of people. But um, but I just like love, point is, vegetarians and carnivores, you can take this point. Um, I love the scriptures. Mm-hmm. That, but then number three, there was like, Okay, for people wondering like who I am, I didn't come, I came from Catholic and then like non-denominational kind of Baptist life. And I started getting like experiences of the Holy Spirit. I mean, the very first one was my salvation because it was like very drastic, very experiential. But then as I went on, like my prayer life, looking back, like just tasting the Holy Spirit preaching in particular, like saw the power of the Holy Spirit in preaching, but just had like had some experiences of the prophetic, like people coming up to me and delivering like timely, undeniable prophetic words in that first year. So all that to say, I walked away from that first year of following Jesus, like convinced of a few things. Number one, Jesus is the point. Mm -hmm. Everything's flown all, everything in the river of life and history and joy is flown to this great waterfall. That is the coming of Christ. And, His beauty, his excellence, his Mm -hmm. exaltation, all that. Um, The second is like, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. The word is living and active. And then the third is his spirit is with us. His spirit Mm -hmm. is in us. Um, And he is not dormant. He's not asleep. He didn't move in the book of Acts and then, you know, wave bye-bye. He's continuing to do the same stuff that he was Mm -hmm. doing then. Like, I walked away convinced of that. Then, okay, kind of speed up this journey I went into college and had four, about six and a half years of feasting on the word of God, continued to feed. But it was, it was like, when it comes to experientially, a little bit of a more dormant period of not really tasting as much of the Holy Spirit, but really God used that word to humble me, teach me how to feed on the word of God. Um, but I came away with like deep in doctrine, very like doctrine heavy, but hadn't lost my conviction that the Holy Spirit is still doing today what he was doing back mm-hmm. then. Um, but that is when we moved to Charlotte. We moved to Charlotte. We encounter like kind of out of nowhere encounter this a wave of spiritual warfare unlike anything that I experienced up to that point. This is now 2018, 2019. And God used that wave of spiritual warfare to essentially take the experiential in the Holy Spirit that had been dormant for a long time and Mm -hmm. reawaken that in my life. Mm -hmm. And so Caradox was the fruit of, I started at the end of 2019, just writing about these tensions that I saw in the Christian life. And if you want to know, like that Caradox was an acronym that was multifaceted. And this is why it didn't work. It wouldn't work for a lot of reasons because number one, people mispronounced it. I could not... ...stand people. Uh Well, it wasn't their fault. Like, it was my fault for naming it. But it, it still, like, bugged me. People were like, hey, I'm, I'm reading, like, charadox or caradox. Like, uh, th- but there's no reason they should have known that. It was just a bad name. But there's two things. So, charis means grace. So, it was paradox of grace. Like, charis means grace. So, paradoxes of grace. But then... Double layer, it was an acronym. <laughs> and the acronym was Charismatic Depth, C. H is holy engagement, A is authentic submission, and R is resilient joy. I'm surprised I still remember yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm surprised it wasn't alliteration because Joey really Well it's either alliteration loves- or acronyms, <laughs> yeah, <that's> but
0: true. <laughs> yeah. Um it's one of those two. I chose I chose acronym. I chose a Greek acronym with a double layered meaning <laughs> as my grand strategy of branding. <laughs>
1: <which> was, <laughs> that is sounds like you though in those days.
0: Yeah, I'm and, still, I'm still well, not in that a, way too, yeah. yeah, still not branding expert by any means. Um, But <laughs> I started writing on these things and all these like four kind of paradoxes of grace and really what, what won out over time was charismatic depth and that really being the paradox of sort of like, we don't have to choose between word or spirit, but we, we choose both. Looking back on that, I think the reason that won out was because I saw it as a heavy need in the church. Secondly, I think it was what God was especially emphasizing in my it was that was the newest thing that God was doing in my heart and really solidifying. Um and so for those reasons that kind of won out over time. And then two years so started uh, writing and then started doing a podcast and then fast forward a little bit, it it turned over time into an actual nonprofit, Live Full, and then that's when the Lord called you
1: in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great recap. Yeah. yeah, You touch on a lot and I I feel like it shows how much God from the beginning was threading everything together to bring you to this point right now, just your your journey and... And going back to those Caradox days, like you were just filled with just as much zeal and excitement of, okay, God's bringing me into a ministry. And I like even see like seeds of live full, like back then. Yeah. So take people a little bit to how Caradox turned into live full. Can I ask? Or, well, not necessarily turned into, right.
0: but. Can I ask- Can I, I want to get there, but since I just talk forever, <laughs> um, can I, I, let's like kind of like a movie let's like cut from the joey scenes and then go to the cassidy (laughs) scenes i'd love to hear parallel to that because something that could be um something that is like definitely not true in this is like cassidy um what you were like following along paradox and like, it was through paradox that like you developed this passion for like the things of the spirit and the merging word and spirit. I think you were encouraged by what I was writing and posting, but a lot of it was like, God was in doing parallel work in you mm-hmm. through a lot of different sources. Like he was separately um, moving these things in you. So walk us through your journey of, Really, walk us through your, like your journey of faith. I don't think uh, on the podcast we've yet had the opportunity to like hear a l- more of just your story of how you came to know the Lord. A little bit of your journey in that, because um, mm. you you also have like your your hair. You have a heritage of faith. Of you've had it, you had experiences as a young child of the Lord. Um, yeah. So, so give us, give us the Cassidy background
1: yeah, and then we'll
0: get into live full origins.
1: I'm going to try to be concise. Let's see. You don't have to be. I wasn't. You'll make, you'll
0: make (laughs) me look super long winded if you keep it super short. So,
1: uh, what I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, I, I remember when I was 12, that was really the first time in the age I can say that I had this experience I was at on a missions trip in Tennessee and I had this experience where it was like the first time I ever heard okay I like I need saving like I Mm -hmm. and I had conviction of sin and and for being 12, it's like, okay, my emotional intelligence like is real, you know, I'm I'm almost a middle schooler. I'm just not like I don't I'm not thinking about deep things. And then I'm hearing about Jesus. I have all this conviction of sin. I'm weeping over my sin and just see it's like the beauty of Jesus. It just blasted me and changed just how I saw the world. And um I remember having a moment where I was like, I, I, like, I believe like that I need saving and I see the beauty of Jesus and I want this and I want freedom. And, um, but I didn't, I didn't know what it really meant to follow Jesus. Like I knew he was savior, but I didn't really know how to follow him. And so then it was, it was a couple years later. Um, my mom has just been really instrumental, in my story of following Jesus. And she, uh, when I was, it was early in high school, she had this surgery that we thought was just going to kind of be a normal surgery. They had found a tumor on her spine and they made it seem like, oh, well, like we'll have the surgery, remove it and she'll be good. And then that turned into her actually becoming paralyzed, her being in the hospital for months, her starting to experience chronic nerve pain because of damage to her spinal cord. And I I was 15 at the time and my older brother had already gone off to college. So it was just kind of like me in the house. My dad was working a lot. And I remember going to the hospital to visit my mom and just seeing something about her that was just so different. Just she was worshiping Jesus. On her hospital bed and she had lost so she had lost so much but at the same time had so much joy and i remember being like this like this doesn't make sense like her whole life has changed and she lost her ability to walk but she gained actually like a new ability to like see and experience jesus in a way that like she hadn't even before because she had been following jesus like a long time before then um And that's, that's when like a lot started to change for me. Um, and really when God just started to, young life had a big impact on me in in high school too. Joe's kind of mentioning that, but then I kind of fast forward, get to college and I really, my first week of college was the first time other Christians like started coming up to me, becoming friends with me, like the first time I was kind of immersed in Christian community. And-
0: Was that, you started at state, did NC State and then UNC. Yes. So was that at, was that at state or did that start in UNC?
1: At state. So oh, my, yeah, yeah. yeah, I went to NC State my freshman year and then I transferred yeah. to Chapel Hill. And yeah, so my first week of college, I remember meeting um, a girl named Cameron and she was on the college staff team and she just became my best friend and taught me so much about Jesus. And that's really when a lot started to change for me when, when I had community around me and I just started experiencing like the joy and the joy that I was seeing in my mom and I like wanted, but it was still like, oh, how do I how how do I experience that? And it's really cool because I wasn't really deeply like involved in a church very much. I was kind of in and out of this Methodist church growing up. But my first week of college, I remember thinking like, I like I need to be a part of a church. And I go back and I'm like, that was that was the Lord. I don't know why. I also rushed to sorority and <laughs> dropped out like halfway through. Like I was just like, mm. I was just kind of like, I want friends. And then I was like, I think, I think I need to drop out of rushing. Anyway, that's funny to think about too. But I became part of this church and Jesus started to change just everything about my life. But I go back and there was so much joy and and, um, God was doing so much. But I, I had kind of these mountaintop, I would have these mountaintop moments with Jesus, but then also at the same time experience this, like, I feel like, my sanctification is like in my own hands, like my walk with God, like my, me becoming like Jesus and doing all these things, like it's up to me. And it's, it's kind of like what Paul talks about in Galatians, like what is begun by the spirit do you now think is perfected by the flesh? Like, and it was like, I was like, oh God save me. But now it's in my hands to become like Christ, taking sanctification in my own hands. And that led to, to just like a lot of just emptiness and dryness and like confusion at times. And I I really I, I feel like I grew up in a lot of church culture that was just very much like God, the Father and and Jesus. But I I feel like I was the people who were in Acts who were like who what is the Holy Spirit when mm-hmm. Paul says, you yeah. know, you know, you heard about the Holy Spirit and they're like, no, <laughs> who is that? I really feel like that was me because I didn't I didn't know him. I didn't know anything about him. And now I look back and I'm like, it makes so much sense. I was trying to take this into my own hands. And where I saw God just starting to sow seeds in me of of um greater desire for I feel like God has given me so much. Like he's he's God, but what is what is a disconnect? And it's I was completely leaving out the Holy Spirit. I didn't know who he was. I never really heard people talk about him that much and then when i started to learn about him i almost felt like is this okay like is it am i a weird christian like am i like is this weird to because it was so unfamiliar what sparked that uh i think well what sparked kind of the
0: the shift to start sense sensing a need for the spirit uh,
1: yeah that's a good question i some of it was just a little bit I feel like God's sowing seeds here and there, but a a pivotal moment was the summer after my sophomore year of college. I spent that whole summer in Taiwan and there I had a teammate who he was just, he was walking in the power of God in the spirit was just saturated in the scriptures. Like he, and he had so much, I was seeing all these things about his life and being so far away from home, and the the time change was it was twelve hours, so it'd be like when you wake up, your family back home is going to bed, you know. But being that far away, and that was just a hard summer for me for a number of reasons, but it was also so full of joy because it. I really think that was when I first started walking with the holy spirit because i was like man i'm so alone like i'm so far from my family and oh we were reading through the book of acts that summer so how i mean i was like i was like whoa the holy spirit who who are you i have not i feel like i have not met you yet and then he just started showing up like and so many moments when I was in Taiwan, I was like, "He is my helper. He is bringing to remembrance everything Jesus has said. He is testifying through me. He, everything that the scriptures say, who the Spirit was, like He was doing that for me. He's He's filling me to be able to share the gospel. He, the Spirit of God and of glory, rests on me in my suffering. the The Spirit that, like, just like He filled like Stephen with joy, like He's filling me with joy. I just I started experiencing him in so many ways that I was like, wait. And then I it's kind of funny to look back on because I was like, oh, maybe like America is just like maybe like cuz I was in another country and I was like is like what is the disconnect? Like why why have I been missing this? And I I came back and was like, no, no, no. This is he God has promised his spirit to all of his his children and I I don't know. That just was a a huge turning point because I was like, he is my helper all the time. And I just started experiencing friendship with the spirit like I never had before and began to see like, wow, he is intricately woven into everything about my life. And I actually want to live like Jesus is with me all the time and says, it's better that he leaves, that he gives his spirit because that's true. Like it's because that's true. Jesus in Side of me that way, that I was like, why am I living? And we've talked about this some before, Joe, in the podcast. But I, I feel like I was one of those people that was like, oh, my day of salvation—it's like this crazy moment—and then I acted like Jesus said, oh, okay, I'll see you late. Like I'll see you later. Like postponing fullness and postponing, like what Jesus gives us right now, and that's kind of what coming back. I, I. Started to see more of the gaps of like, oh, I want everyone, like I want us all to be walking in the acts to promise. And Mm -hmm. um I started, which is kind of brings us up to date some on Live full of our our Live Fool's um mission say was we exist to help people pursue word and spirit for everyday life. I started experiencing this disconnect of I have to choose one or the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think something that I see in your story there, which I could highlight is, and it's, it's a same in what God was doing to me is it's not uh, something to really emphasize. And I would say you and I both have really been solidified in this through like the suffering of the last year that we have both experienced in different ways. But this is a no means like you start with Jesus and then you graduate from Jesus into level two. Because mm-hmm. I, I think of Colossians chapter two, where Paul says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And what we're talking about with this journey is more coming into a deeper realization, fuller realization, uh, realization isn't even a revelation through the spirit of what it means to walk in him, Mm -hmm. Um, what it means to go on with Jesus, because the spirit of Jesus that we were unfamiliar with in ways, uh, not totally unfamiliar because he was working in ways that um, we, we, both of us, I, I think, would say like we had breezes of the spirit, like soft breezes of the spirit before there was the kind of wind tunnel of grace. Um, that's that's come like, uh. Yeah, it is a deeper realization of who Jesus is and his beauty, but it continues to be rooted and established in Christ. Like, mm-hmm. um, he is the spirit of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. I think it's important to emphasize.
1: Yeah. Really. No, definitely. It's, and it's, I mean, in, in my journey, I can definitely say, like, oh, there are. Th- things that god he was bringing about i just didn't have eyes to see but uh, jesus is the he is the fulfillment of word and spirit he's the word made Mm -hmm. flesh he's filled with the fullness of god the spirit of god and yeah it's it is um and i think i had a lot of even misconceptions myself about what it what it meant to and now i just see oh this is this is the freak this is the the Holy Spirit is called the promise of the Father that God gives to all of his children. But some of the, I would say even the disconnect I felt between like word and spirit of this pursuit of, I, I feel like I came back from that trip and was like, saw almost a divide between word and spirit. And that's kind of, I it was around the same timing that Caradox had come and I, I remember using some of those resources, but seeing that, okay, it's not striking a balance between word and spirit. God gives us, he wants us to indulge in in both. We can't have enough of his word and enough of his spirit, but I saw in ways in my own heart that it was like almost this like silent divorce in the church and some kids went with mom and some kids went with dad, like between word and spirit that it's like, no, let's just make our camp at Jesus. Like let's just, he, let's just make our camp at him. And his word from the beginning says with God's word, he spoke creation into existence. The spirit hovered over the wall. There's no divide. There's no, ah, you don't want to have too much of this or too much of that, but take, I'm curious a little bit of some of your, when we're getting to some of live full, and liveful starting as oh we want to help people pursue both yeah. word and spirit. Where yeah. that came from for you?
0: Yeah, so we Caradox. Um, I started feeling this shift. To I I saw enough like uh enough fruit coming from the podcast to see this affirmation of I see. I feel like this is a need in the church, and uh, through. A lot of different events like the lord just kind of confirmed a call a calling for me to like go into this full time which was back in um stepped into that uh toward the end of kind of toward the end of 2021 but really January 1 2022 is like the beginning of me going full time to live full and at the time the shift from Caradox into live full was <laughs> all right Those were like branding wise and this in a lot of ways <clears throat> If you are following this podcast and you're like, I'm having a hard time tracking like Caradox to live full, that's kind of the point. Like the branding, uh, and kind of messaging of the ministry has been very much like a journey and in some ways, uh, and, and a complicated journey that, uh, I feel like just very recently, like the last few months as we've really gone in a waiting period, the Lord is like bringing clarity for us to move forward into. So there's a lot of people that are going to jump on board to live full and the ministry and learning from the ministry and and all that next year as we kind of have that clarified vision. This conversation is a lot of like, We're just going into the weeds of like how in this complicated journey, like how we got here a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I hope that's encouraging for people as they're talking, thinking about starting a, like a ministry or a work or really doing anything like new that's creative, any new initiative, because you see these really polished ministries. Like for example, you see a Bible project or a risen motherhood or a desiring God or a gospel coalition or um, she reads truth right. Really, ministries that are just like really high quality, bearing fruit for the kingdom. Um, seems like in other words, like they just have their stuff together, and they do. Like God, the Holy Spirit, and through a lot, a ton of hard work behind the scenes. Um, there's been a clarity given to those organizations. Something that's really huge. is like that didn't come out of a vacuum, and it doesn't. It doesn't just like pop out of out of mm-hmm. nowhere. There is. Um, there are a lot of years and time and thought and formation and clarity and messiness to get to a point of clarity beforehand. In other words, you don't just get an idea and then your very first iteration of that is like the fullness, you know, the full and clear picture of what it's gonna be. And I trust that Liveful will continue to have iteration in in direction of it. Like I hope so. The Holy Spirit's leading us. But I do think we we are going into like a pivot point right now where it's like. Oh, I think the Lord in some ways is like laying a foundation of clarity going Mm -hmm. forward. So where this began was, all right, we had, if you can follow with this and you'll, you'll hear this if you go back to like the early episodes, when I started the ministry, the name of the ministry was Caradox, but I called the podcast (laughs) live full. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And then, so that was confusing. And I I think looking back on that, the tagline for the podcast was helping followers of Jesus experience the fullness of Jesus, right? I think that was it. Um, I, I think yeah. that was the tagline of it. And in some ways, that's actually really close to the vision that God has given us as a ministry moving forward. Um and a lot of that for me was I saw these paradoxes of grace, like the the um charismatic death, the holy engagement, holy engagement essentially being like being set apart for Jesus, but also engaged with the, like being in the world, but not of it. Authentic submission, like being yourself, but not by like mainly focusing on being yourself, but submitting to who God says you are and resilient joy. This like joy that has endurance and isn't just like emotional highs. Those were the different paradoxes or paradoxes of grace. I might say, (laughs) um, Oh goodness. (laughs) And, but through that, I felt like the, okay. What it? What are those leading to? Because the point wasn't to make a point. Like, hey, we don't. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, some people are on the word side, some people are on the spirit side. We need both. Like, let's ma- like make a ministry to make a point. Or you could say the same about the other three, like holy engagement, authentic submission, resilient joy. Those those mm-hmm. paradoxes. The point was okay. No, when we separate those, we're dividing something that Jesus has said almost it we're dividing something that is in the path of full life in Christ, Mm -hmm. this full life that Jesus promises his people in John 10, 10, where he says, I've come that they may have life and life abundant in Ephesians four, when it says rather speaking the truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ Mm -hmm. or that the whole body being joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And, um, that we might grow earlier in Ephesians four, it says that we might grow up into the measure of the stature Mm -hmm. of the fullness of Christ. Like fullness is, Oh wow. If you, if you just like go to your Bible app or whatever and just type in like full F U L L and then just start reading through or full filled. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just start reading through the different. Oh wow. Like Jesus emptied the grave, like, so that we could have a full life. Mm-hmm. We should not have an empty life when there's an empty grave. Mm-hmm. And that was the heartbeat of why I called the podcast like Live Full, going mm-hmm. back there, which is so cool because it feels like we kind of went a little bit through a journey of discovering like who we are and mm-hmm. what's our ministry. And we've kind of come back to that place in a little bit, with, but with some clarity. So anyway... As I, we were uh, when I was stepping full time in the ministry, we need to make this like a nonprofit so that people can give to the ministry so that, you know, going into full time work that requires funds and money and that is supported through people donating, which, by the way, is still the case. Um so, I a lot of the people listening to this, I imagine, are people who have been donating in the ministry because, like, this is you're 50 minutes in at this point, whatever, what, whatever the time is. You're 50 minutes into hearing a like his deep history of how we got here. You've probably given to the ministry, so I, I do want to say like thank you, sincerely. Mm-hmm. The I'm I'm sitting across from a sister who like has dove into Live Full, working with Live, Live Full over the last year, and really we'll get, we'll get here, but the clarity that's come in the ministry has come through God bringing Cassidy into the ministry and God bringing Sarah um, into the ministry and kind of bringing that team. Like that's brought, God's brought clarity in that way. That's not possible without people giving. Mm-hmm. I mean, me doing this is impossible, but especially like bringing people on. So thank you. I think of, Especially like the 15 people or so who were like donating when it was caradox and then continued with those litful, like, you know who you are, and just Mm -hmm. thank you. And thank you to the people who have been hopping on since. Okay. So when we were starting nonprofit, the question was, should we what should the name of this be? And to me, it was like, this is the opportunity to call it something that's not charadox or caradox. (laughs) I was like, whatever it is. So we at the time are uh we had kind of like a an early board uh set up in the nonprofit mm-hmm. and it was me and you Missy Paul and Glenn mm-hmm. right it was an mm-hmm. early board and it was just it was one of the first one of the early steps of the Lord bringing just divine prophetic discernment to um, other people for Live Full, which has continued to this day. but he's done that so many times since I mean, mm-hmm. story of Cassidy coming on. I've, I don't know, I don't know if we'll get there, um, but you working for the ministry and, but so many pieces like, you know, we've experienced like the Holy Spirit just speaking really specific guidance. Mm-hmm. One of the first instances of that was the naming of Live full. like it just came, I think it was Missy who originally was like talk maybe brought up Live full. Mm-hmm. Um, i I think I tossed it out and it, there was there was confirmation like confirmation between her and Kelly and the board um and yeah it I think it just got to the heart of what are we after and we're after Jesus and all that he's done being mm-hmm. realized fulfilled in us through his body growing Mm -hmm. up into fullness yeah so we we moved into um calling it live full and i remember i think i've said this story on the podcast but the very first time so i was like setting up a donation service for live full so it was the very first time that i taught told someone the new name because we were just getting started Mm -hmm. and i was on the phone with customer service and she said um this was after changing she was like so let's talk more about your ministry live full And I was like, no, (laughs) are you kidding me? Uh, So people will still probably mispronounce it, but it is live full. And then originally, and this is where we kind of get into the route. I think because from Caradox, we sensed, and also what God, I think, was really emphasizing. He's continuing to emphasize it, but I think in maybe a little bit more seasoned Mm -hmm. way, really emphasizing like the word and spirit. We... We decided to kind of move in the route of that's going to kind of what we focus the ministry on is pursuing word and spirit. And what we wanted to, what we felt led to emphasize was that this has, this isn't just like theological speculation. I think you and I both, we loved getting into like scholarly like thinking deeply over the Bible. Like we we're not, in other words, like superficial. We like thinking deeply. But you and I, one commonality we have is like we're both very practical and and mm-hmm. both of us are like, what does this like look like in in the kitchen, in the living room, mm-hmm. in our families? Like, what does that look like? So that was that word and spirit for everyday life. But then, and then maybe I'll hand it over to you to take it wherever we should go from here, but I think over the last year, that's kind of what we've done. Mm-hmm. This has been like baby, you know, the baby infant season for live full. We're mm-hmm. about to round up our second full year. And I think a lot of it was like testing the will of God. Like Romans 12 says, mm-hmm. like test, testing the will of God. And, um, and I think we, we, in a lot of ways, like by, by offerings up, we're testing the will of God. But I do think over the last year, there's been a seasoning a refining through suffering mm-hmm. that is... Helping us like come out with, I guess, liveful two point to mm-hmm. like, kind of move into a new season where I feel like God has, has this work not just for maybe we'll get we'll get here, but not just for people who are like, because I think what where what liveful has reached so far, mm-hmm. um has have been a lot of people who praise the Lord like just like us have been like yeah I've been in a context where. Um, it's super biblical really, but it's missing like the power of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a lot of the people, the main group of people who we've been reaching and praise God for that. Cause that's our story at the same time. I think what God is starting. I started to do through suffering over the last year is bring us back in a lot of ways, that foundation of like Jesus has promised fullness for mm-hmm. us. And, this merging of like word and spirit that we see all throughout the scriptures, we're not out here to like make a point. Like yeah. the existence of liveful is, hey guys, hey church, like we need to stop separating the two. We need to put them together. The point is like even more cosmic than that for on a church level of like seeing Christ's bride brought up into the fullness. And that is an essential way mm-hmm. Um, that that is a missing component for a lot of people, but the point, like where all of this is flowing to, is so that we might experience full life in Christ, yeah. and that's the shift.
1: Yeah, no, I I feel like you were having that threaded just in what you took us through. You were threading throughout all of that of like, oh, our heart, our deepest heartbeat is for God's bride is His heartbeat of seeing His bride be brought into fullness. That the because what Joey's getting at is we we feel like God has brought a lot of clarity and actually changing our mission from we exist to help people pursue word and spirit for everyday life to we exist to help people experience full life in Christ. Um so that's new, which is exciting. That shift that God has brought that it's everything that Joey was just getting at of I think we ex- we experience this this disconnect of before our ministry's mission isn't it's not showing our full heartbeat for what we really want to see. It's not. We're not trying to create this new camp that's like, oh, we're Word and Spirit camp, and like, yes. come join this stream, and this is like the best stream or something like that. No, no. It's our camp is at Jesus, and He is the one who says in John ten ten, "I've come to bring life and, and life to the full." And it really that's that's what started shifting it for us that we we began to see, oh our like our deepest heartbeat is that we really just want people to experience the full like full life in Jesus. and there's many things that can lead to emptiness like a division yeah. between word and spirit isn't the only thing that can lead to people feeling like empty or disconnected or just there's other there's other things um there's and- other
0: like there's other manifestations that aren't just. Uh, I I think I think we both say like, ultimately a lot of that emptiness can be traced back to, the word of God not being applied yeah. through the Spirit of God and mm-hmm. but it it often is not. Um, almost so simple of like, oh, it's just like word and spirit. Like, mm-hmm. if if you were word and spirit, then you wouldn't be experienced. And so, well, we're kind of getting like this should flow. That we see evidence of like emptiness in mm-hmm. the church that with the with resources and a ministry that's like hopefully contributing to a move in the church that is saturated in scripture, centered on Christ, mm-hmm. and directed towards spirit filled living. I think those mm-hmm. like the three. All right. What do we want liveful to to produce to the church that helps people experience full Mm -hmm. life in Christ? It's that saturated in Scripture, centered on Christ, directed toward spirit filled living. That as we produce those things, like that will bring about fullness in really like a lot of different ways, and for really it's applicable not just for people who are like I want to be in the Word and Spirit camp, Mm -hmm. but really for anyone who's following Jesus. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and that's I I I feel like our heartbeat in it being. We want to, we just want to exalt Christ and exalt what he, what he's given to his bride. He's given, he's given his word and, and his spirit and really just shine a light on what Jesus has already said. And I think showing people to just coming back to that, okay, your, your birthright as a child of God is to experience the fullness of everything he's already given you. It's not, it's not that you're walking around and. And it's not that God hasn't given us fullness in him. It's that like, we're not, we're not believing in it. Like we're not, we, I, I think of, I think of just the Acts to promise and everything God has given us access to as children of God that we just, we just want to shine a light on of like this is God's heart. This is his heartbeat. And we can trace it back to Genesis yeah. um for his people.
0: Can we I think it'd be helpful, I feel like a a stirring to talk a little bit about like how we got here. So the shift we're talking about is in other words, there's really two big well, there's there's a few big shifts with Liveful. Like one is the vision statement, which is a lot of people could be like visions like what who cares you know what your vision statement is whether it's this or that is in that just like a matter of language mm-hmm. but the shift in vision say for us is really signifying like a shift in um not even a shift like i'd say an expansion of hope and mm-hmm. faith for the this work that god's given us from you know almost like word and spirit which we never i don't think was was intentional in any way but at times i think could lead to we're almost like existing to make a point. And I think say, mm. we're, no, we're existing to like, like help bring fullness of mm-hmm. power, fullness mm-hmm. of life, fullness of joy into the church. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a difference. But the, the second thing, yeah, is that like a broader purpose that comes out through the vision. And then the third is like, it'll have really practical implications for like what we're releasing and doing as a ministry next year. I think it'd be helpful to get a little, a little bit into over the last year, like, how did we personally come to this place of maybe i would just say like a little bit of um seasoning through the wilderness mm-hmm. like we've both been in some period uh, uh, i don't i think we got here because um god brought us both de- it's amazing how like god as as collaborators in this work like god has done similar things mm-hmm. in us through this journey he brought us through a renewal of the Holy Spirit. They made us convinced like there's a need for a, a major part of fullness mm-hmm. of, of the reason why the church is not walking in fullness is because people need to know the Holy Spirit more deeply, mm-hmm. need to be immersed in him. Um, but, but then I think we also, God brought us through like a season of suffering wilderness that I think seasoned our, our thinking into, into the shift a little bit. So would you, Maybe, however, however much you want to touch on like life over the last year, and for you, like the journey into this shift over the last year, go mm-hmm. yeah, explore however however you'd like to.
1: I know, I yeah, it feels like there's so much. It's yeah. hard to hard to um, make it concise, but I I feel like yeah, I definitely think a lot of what Joe was saying about seasoning was suffering and just. How suffering has this way of um, it just knocks down all the things that uh, prop you up that like are not God, and those things are like knocked knocked down, and then you're kind of brought to the end of yourself, and then you're kind of like, what What is even what's going on? Um, but I I feel like I've just been in, in a season of seasoning and sanctification and suffering of, I started experiencing kind of out of nowhere, um, some nerve pain in my legs. And it just started, it just was one night, it just started like out of nowhere and just like kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and had started kind of journeying through that and really it brought me i mean to the end of myself and in a lot of ways when it's like i can't i can't bring myself out of this pain i can't bring myself like doctors don't have answers for me i was like misdiagnosed and it's just been a, a journey um and i feel like it's interesting just god's timing even of refining our vision like refining down where he's leading us into I feel like God, even in, in this suffering, like he just keeps bringing me back to Jesus and like the life of Jesus and making it sometimes the most like profound truths are also the most simple. Um, and just, yes. and I think it was just something that even I was missing of, ah, oh, I can experience like the full, like fullness of Jesus, even in the the presence of this suffering, because like fullness is not found in the absence of suffering. It's found in the presence of God. And just like simple truths like that of, oh, I am in the season of suffering. Like there's no like clear end in sight, but Jesus just bringing me back to himself over and over and over again of like he's the well and he's the life and just coming back to, in everything, just exalting Christ. And I, I think that, of course, our heartbeat or just even as believers and ever since we have started following Jesus is Christ. But I think in some of our vision being word and spirit for everyday life, and that is, that is true. That is something like we are pursuing, but it kind of missing that just, let's just, Let's just be brought back to Jesus. G- like, let's just look at Jesus. Like, he is the fulfillment of of word and spirit. Like, he... And just looking at his life, um, oh, I'm having trouble just trying to, like, I think, uh, articulate in, like, a sentence or two everything he's done the, this past year of kind of seasoning. That's how that's, like, coincided along with God refining, refining our vision, but...
0: I think that... So, no, I, I think you did it really well um, because I think that's spot on and what I've observed. It, it's complex because when, when we, like, God has graciously given us a lot of taste of the Holy Spirit in a way that's convinced us, like, there, there's a need for fullness and mm-hmm. there's a need for... There, there are a lot of people in the church who need, um, that experience in the book of acts of like, we don't even know that there's a Holy spirit and, um, and it, that coming into an experience of seeing that the spirit of God is here, he's alive and we can walk with Jesus step by step with him is like, is huge. Um, but through that, I think a lot of it, like we would preach and talk about, like I'll, I'll use use un as an example. Like Cassidy has had a lot of experiences in the prophetic. Cassidy has just gifted in the prophetic and has a lot of just accurate experiences of prophesying over others and and God using that to build them up and encourage them. Now, theologically, we could have said. And would have taught, hey, don't like these are gracious gifts of God, but don't lean on those and like the thrill of prophesying, the thrill of seeing the Holy Spirit move, like in prayer. For example, God's given me the gift of tongues, and it's like I could preach. Okay, yeah, there's oh wow, what what sweetness, what life, what um. What delight in prayer that that brings, and we could preach, yes, that is an amazing delight. But also remember, like just the gift of Jesus, the gift of knowing God, the gift of of just getting to feast on Him, feast on Him. Like that's the point. It's the the this thrill of that experience is not the point, even though it's a gracious gift. Like Jesus is the the point. Mm-hmm. We would have like preached that and taught that, but there's nothing like going through a period of suffering where like life kind of dries out a little bit and you go through pain and you go through a waning period and you go through a dark night of the soul that really does like the heat of day comes and a lot of things in your heart and mind just kind of evapor- evaporate and you see the sediment, you see what's there, you see what was there and you mm-hmm. see, some things that aren't great and you see also some things like silver and gold that God put there and are going to stick around and, mm-hmm. and are only going to be refined by the heat of day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think something that we potentially saw, both saw, and and by the way, my like I've also, Kelly and I went, went through a lot of just suffering and um, some self afflict. Uh, afflicted some just like through circumstances and, and when I say self afflicted, a lot of it's just like learning how to follow, follow Jesus and learning, um, uh, not like just more directional stuff, like directional decisions and things like that. Um, but just a lot of suffering. Like we had a miscarriage last, was it last year? Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning of last year, a lot of waiting after that, a lot of just trial. And then I recently like last four months, I would say have experienced something of a dark night of the soul. We've already recorded our conversation with Andrew Arndt. That's going to come out pretty soon here mm-hmm. where we go into that. But that conversation was a little bit of a revelation to me of like, I think I have been in a little bit of a dark night of the soul where I, my prayer life has like, I've experienced silence from Jesus. Anyway, over the last year in that suffering and refining, I think it does, my soul has similarly been brought to this place where it's like, that's why when I talk about like where God's leading us forward, it's saturated in scripture, centered on Christ, directed towards spirit filled Mm. living in, in our resources that we're releasing. And I think the, the first two, they're all, significant but like with a high high emphasis on spirit-filled living without also a passionate fierce zeal to exalt the name of jesus Mm -hmm. and to be ruthlessly biblical in everything you do like well we 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 end up almost losing some of our centering ground for John 15, abiding and bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. And really the, the, those three should all flow together in total harmony, like father, son, and spirit yeah. and abiding in him. But I think the point is like, I think I found in myself that I needed some recovery back to the simplest truth. Like I I got my Bible open to Col- Colossians right now. And it's like, and you who were once alienated and hostile mind this is chapter one, doing evil deeds. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Mm -hmm. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven. And of which I, Paul became a minister. This is Paul who was caught up into the third heaven and literally would impart the Holy spirit to Mm -hmm. people, um, would impart gifts of the Holy spirit to people. So, you know, fought with beasts at Ephesus. Um, like, Uh, you know, whatever that means, it's not normal. Uh, It's supernatural. Uh, Just looked at the Corinthians and said, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And so he tasted the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But I think the way he was able to walk in the fullness of God Mm. for life all the way up into Mm -hmm. the end, like he says in second Timothy, I finished the race. Mm -hmm. Wow. I want to say that. Mm -hmm. And how he did that is I think we get to Colossians one and he Stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, so I, I think the Lord. And and also another thing I'd just say is, this it was coincided with that suffering, but also this fear of I think liveful becoming too like nichey, where it's like yeah, where we become a cause or point group, whereas I feel like when we imagine like, what, what is this fullness for? I think both you and I have 30, 40, 50, 60, or, you know, people and more like just flooding to our minds of believers around us who in various ways are experiencing emptiness in our, in our minds. And I'm like, who is this work for? Like what is this burden that Mm -hmm. God has given us of, man, there's, there needs to be fullness in the church and how do we like help bring Mm -hmm, and how do mm -hmm. we ourselves walk in fullness like it's not just for a certain segment segment of people who have like a passion for that theologically which by the way if Mm -hmm, you have mm -hmm. that passion theologically we do too like Mm -hmm. continue to come along and come aboard but we just believe like this is for everyone Mm -hmm. um everyone needs to be walking in a way that is uh, saturated in scripture centered on Christ and directed towards spirit-filled living.
1: Yeah, no, that's really good, Joey. Does all that make
0: sense? Was any of that foggy? Like instead of talking about this after the episode and being like, that was super confusing, that point. Was, was that clear? No, or it was, was it? Okay.
1: especially God bringing together this in everything that we do and all the resources that we put out, like experiences in the face-to-face that we have ministering to others. We want it everything we do to be saturated in the scriptures centered on Christ and directed towards spirit-filled living. I feel like God gave that to us as we were like wrestling through this of like, yes, we just, something you emphasize is like continue these things, their end goal being exaltation of Christ, you know, and it not being this end goal of I'm at the right camp. Like I've found the right camp, you know, like, which is, which God, it, I think it's, it's fun to look back and even seeing God, you know, name the ministry through different saints, you know, you name different people. Like he knew he was going to bring us his, like naming the ministry live full, even though we didn't yet have this, the clear vision he's given us right now, you know, that it's he's taken us on a journey. And as we're even sharing all these things, like you said, or you've said kind of over and over again, like, wow, everything God has brought together. And when he brought me on and Sarah on, it's like that. Uh, he br- he started bringing these things together only a year ago. You know, everything that God has done and just it being... When we sit back, we're we're not sitting back and we're like, yeah, 30 years ago. And, you know, it's I don't have gray hair. Joey has a little bit of, of gray hair. Uh, I but, got more than a little bit. Um, but to be like, this has been a journey and we're talking just, I mean, God has done so much, but we also feel like we're just at the beginning. We're just at the beginning.
0: And that's why this uh, this podcast, like most people won't listen to this. And this is like <laughs> a special, no, no, I just, I say that because what this, I'm not saying, beca- I, I hope that this is encouraging to people listening. Like if anything, both for learning about the ministry and I'm talking about most, when I say most people won't listen to this, I'm talking about I, by faith, the people, every, everyone who I, I pray the lord reaches over the next 20 years this is going to be a 20 year old ep- and uh-huh. so what i mean is this episode is a lot of ways for us for you and me like chronicle <laughs> and also i think that the the family of saints who have like really been in it with us for mm. a while to kind of be like hey this is the turning point but yeah we have we're just at the very start um and, and i'm excited so maybe as a way of kind of not not landing the plane cuz the worst thing in preaching or one of the worst things in preaching when you're like when a, a pastor is like let me land the plane and then they don't end the sermon for another 15 minutes <laughs> like all right I'm going to well, let me wrap this up all right I got just one more thing to say I've done that before and it's not loving to people so I don't know how close we are to the end but to kind of get yeah, know, maybe we can go into like some detail of like what this is going to look like in terms of change for the ministry and mm-hmm. what we're releasing, really exciting things coming out. Then, and maybe just like end on some hopes and and prayers for the ministry. Like, I love to talk through that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it God's timing of bringing more of a solidified vision and then taking us into a huge project that we're launching next year. We can we can talk about that, right? The the yeah, surprises for sure. out. Yeah, we. We're launching the Every Chapter Initiative and we'll be going through every single chapter of the Bible. And I feel like, Joey, you even talking some about how the Every Chapter Initiative aligns with the new vision God has brought yeah. us into would be really helpful of just what our how our heartbeat, how we're going to be living out our heartbeat and all the resources we're creating and ex- Lord willing experiences we'll have in the future in face-to-face ministry but i feel like where the the dreams we're having the vision god's giving for next year so closely aligns to this heartbeat of we just we want to help people experience full life in christ and you're probably wondering what the every chapter initiative is if if you're listening to this but joey yeah would you talk a little bit more about that the heartbeat and how that aligns
0: So if we have have a desire to see every believer experiencing full life in Christ, Mm -hmm. the place that, a couple of things, the place where we can, I know we can meet every believer um, in order to encourage them, bring, like, just bless, build up, edify, is at the point of the word of God. It's at, at the point where when we open the Bible, like, no matter where you're coming from, if you believe in Jesus and you've, you've tasted the power of the word of God, we can go there. And, and, uh, in a lot of ways, like moving in some ways away from like camp, we just word and spirit camp, kind of thinking and more toward, we want to see everyone walk in fullness. Uh, me, there was this point of like meeting them at the word of God, but on a maybe more expanded or deeper meaning or reason for, for going into this direction is like, I think back to my, I look at my walk with Jesus of last last 12 years, and I, I especially look at the saints who I have the most respect, admiration for. And one of the clearest marks is a regular, steadfast feasting on Jesus through the scriptures mm-hmm. day in, day out, day mm-hmm. in, day out, like living by what our Lord said in the wilderness of temptation where he said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes mm-hmm. from the mouth of God, not just like dipping into the scriptures, like for some inspiration, but no, this is my bread. Like I need this to live and, <clears throat> and going through, uh, going through the last year of like suffering and trial. Um, I think that was just this refresh reminder of like, okay, I'm going to go through a lot of seasons. Like Paul, like, like, we want, I feel like so often I love routine. So I just want all, every season to be the same. Like mm-hmm. just make it steady. Like just, just make it. But I look at Paul's life in Philippians four. He's like, I know how to be brought. Lo- I have learned the secret of faith or um, I have, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and mm-hmm. I know how to, how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens mm-hmm. me. It's like Paul, who is the most matu- like who's more mature than Paul in the first century church or after? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's up and down, right? But the difference is like there's this contentment the steadfastness that goes through it and i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have seasons of abundance i'm gonna have seasons of being brought low i'm gonna Mm -hmm. have seasons of sweetness and seasons of suffering the one thing okay and and when it comes to the even the power of the holy spirit i'm gonna have seasons i pray when the power and authority of jesus is just flowing out of me Mm -hmm. and bringing demons away. And that, that, by the way, that doesn't have anything to do with me. That has to do with Mm -hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit, but bringing demons away, bringing people, uh, the God watching God through me, bring, you know, people, um, from being far from him into life. Like seeing in other words, the Holy Spirit moving power through me. But I, I, I think I'm realizing I'm also going to have seasons, even with like the fullness of the spirit, where the spirit graciously removes his tangible presence for a season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you look at all the, you look at the the saints and biographies of saints. It's like people who experience whatever you want to, the baptism of the spirit, fullness of the spirit. Like there are, there continues to be ebbs and flows in the Christian life. The one thing that can't change in my life, like the one thing that can't change is I cannot do without this word. I can't mm-hmm. do without this word. And you might say, well, you can't, you also can't do without Jesus. Like you need Jesus to, yes, hundred percent. But also, if I drift from this word, then I forget that I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. If I drift from this word, my heart goes and starts feeding on other things in my love. For- if I forget this word, then I start losing my discernment and being able to test the Spirit to know what is the Holy Spirit. What is Yeah, like, I need more. I need all the things that the word tells me that I need. Yes, mm-hmm. but if I don't have the word, I don't know that I need those things.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like,
0: mm-hmm. I... I don't know what's coming to life for me, and I don't know what's coming to life for you and for whoever's listening to this, but I know I need to live on the word of God every single day. And I've just seen in my life, when I'm feasting on the word of God, I'm growing up into maturity, like First Peter 2, mm-hmm. 1 through 2 says. And then when, I, when I'm more crossing it off and scanning and skimming and not feasting, savoring, soaking, taking it mm-hmm. in, living the word... Then that those are the seasons where I'm I'm most dry, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what my circumstances are. So it's just like for my own soul, but also I feel like if it if it's true of me, I got I want to say for the church at large, what the church needs to come into the fullness more than anything is to feast on Christ Himself mm-hmm. through the Word of God every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we do that? Is it through a verse here, verse here? Like, do we should we do like a weekly inspiration message? And that you know, that's not necessarily a bad. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Anytime we dip in the word, that's fine. But I don't know. There's something that, as we were considering this and praying through this, was like that. This thought that okay, the the disciples in the uh, the the well not. Pharisees who believe in Jesus, but I'm talking about like disciples of Jesus, first century. They're reading the Bible for most of their life. They're looking at all all the scriptures. And then in Luke 24, the spirit comes upon them. And in a moment, they just see Mm -hmm. the fullness of the word. Like They see all of the the rich nutrients Mm -hmm. of Christ to be had on every single page of scripture. And I think of 2 Timothy 3, where it says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable. Mm-hmm. So it's talking to me, like, what if we showed that and actually like went on that journey ourselves, but taught that of literally every single mm-hmm. chapter of scripture has profit and has value and also can be lived and savored and feasted on Mm -hmm. whether you're in the, you know, those first chapters of Chronicles Mm -hmm. or whether you're in, you know, Romans chapter eight, that you can feast on the word of God and be changed by the word of Mm -hmm. God. Um, And so that's where the every chapter initiative came from was this going after a project that can't be measured in a week or even, but going after a project that's going to take four years. So, there are 1,189 chapters in the Bible. If you break that down to doing a chapter every single day, that's about 3.6 maybe years. Um, so what we're, we're giving ourselves a little bit of wiggle room there and saying over the next four years, from the beginning of 2024 through 2027, Lord willing, and unless Jesus returns, which would be much better than us finishing the project, Um <laughs> I was want to keep that in I know, I just, the
1: way that you said that was, no, I love it, keep yeah, going. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I would love for him to cut off our every chapter initiative by just being like, <laughs> I'm here. Um, that, please, Jesus, do it. Um, but if he doesn't, then, and I, you know, we all don't die and go to him. If we're still here and he's still there, then from beginning of 2024 through the end of 2027, we're going to do a, a devotion to me is a hard word, not because there are amazing devotions out there, but there's also really bad devotions out there. Um, I want to say bad, just superficial light and, and worst of all would be unscriptural of course. Um, uh, but so more like a, um, maybe like a feasting, a feast on every chapter of the Bible with the goal of, showing in every chapter of the Bible how to move your scripture reading into spirit-filled living and help people experience full life in Christ. So what we're going to be doing very practically um, is January 1st, 2024, we're going to start with the machine Bible reading plan, which I've been reading. I've been using the machine now for over about probably about 10 years. And part of it is like, I feel like it's hard to, to promote something that like we're not using. And it's like, I've just found the machine over the long haul to be a really helpful way of reading where you're mm-hmm. getting reading from four different places in scripture. So we'll read through the machine by reading plan, which you can find that plan at org slash daily is where you can find that plan. If you want to sign up um, for it and um, we'll have, so uh, every day, we'll go through kind of an overview of those four chapters but then we'll sit in one of those mm-hmm. chapters and really savor what it means to follow mm-hmm. Jesus through that scripture with the goal again of over the four years we'll cover every chapter of scripture mm-hmm. by by God's grace and through the spirit of God from Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I love I love just seeing and every, well, one, I just love how excited Joey gets about the Bible. It's just so fun to watch because this is only audio. And so you guys don't get oh, to man. see him like That's freaking out. And you, Joey's a really energetic person, just like base level. I would say your energy is pretty high. When you're talking about Jesus and the Bible and so it like, it goes, it goes way up. It goes so. My hand motion radius. Explains. Yeah, he's yeah. like, we have a table in front of us. I'm like, he could like break this table in half. Like, I'm kind of scared. Um. No, I love it, and I love just our heartbeat is. Oh, every we want everyone to experience full life in Christ through he, Jesus. He is the Word. He is the Word that was made flesh. Like, and he he is the. This is the Word. Oh, now you're doing it now. I, and no, <laughs> and people can't see that I'm holding up the Bible, but yeah. he every word of God, every single word of God, like Jesus, he is, what does God sound like? He sounds like Jesus. What does God Mm -hmm. sound like? Just read his word. Like that's what God sounds like. And the word made flesh entirely. Like the whole word lived out in flesh and by his spirit, we too can not only get like get ourselves into the bible but have the bible come into us like you you yes. said that joey you're shaking your head i remember you, said, you like said that the other day i'm like i didn't come up with that but um so we we want you if you're listening to this like we want you to experience this and think that in every every single day of our life until jesus comes back is mm-hmm. a day to experience like full life in him um And I'm just so pumped about it. That,
0: by the way, so that'll be on podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be on Apple, Spotify, YouTube as well on the YouTube. And it'll also, so we'll also have a written form of it that we'll explain this probably when we get a little bit closer to it, Um, but just a heads up for you who like, For me, for example, I love, I love both podcast and um, reading stuff, depending Mm -hmm. on the person. Like there's some people who I love them via podcast and love them and other people I love reading. Um, I like some newsletters and I like some podcasts. I do both. Some people though are like, they don't like their email. They don't like newsletters. They're like, I'm straight podcast or one or the other. The, we are going to be releasing a daily devotion that will go like complement the video in other ways, but it is standalone in other words like you can do both if you want and and it's it's kind of it'll be optimized for the medium that it's going through mm-hmm. does that makes sense so like i don't i feel like it would be boring for example to like write out a devotional that's like great to read and then just like read it like an audiobook mm-hmm. over a podcast or video i didn't want to do that that's boring to me i feel like that'd be boring to you um if you're if you'd be watching and listening so the podcast and video would be much more me just speaking kind of off not off the cuff but hopefully in the spirit and giving encouragement Mm -hmm. over the scriptures that we're talking about and then the written will be very optimized for written it won't Mm -hmm. just be a transcript it'll be something that um it'll be like a written devotional that you might find in a devotional book of sorts because something that we're, we're we're plotting um kind of behind the scenes is The, I would love like over in 2027, Lord willing to turn by in 2027, we'll have a devotion on every chapter of the Bible. So turning it into hopefully probably likely like a multi-volume Genesis one through revelation where you could open, like you could be, for example, in like, I don't know, uh, Esther four is what I just opened (laughs) and be like, there's a, there's a devotion on Esther four and you can Mm -hmm. flip to that. And hopefully like a nice looking Mm -hmm. multi-volume set. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one thing that'll hopefully come from, from this project of the next four years. Mm So you can sign on that. Another thing, but that's, that is going to be a huge thing we're focused on, but we're also Cassidy and I are going to continue to have conversations like this. Um, and we're going to continue to, we're actually going to start bringing on people into the podcast because that, that's another thing is like, if this is for everyone and fullness of life is for everyone, then we want to both learn from others mm-hmm. ourselves that we, people we really respect and admire, like really our only filter for bringing on people is like, do we want to learn from them? Do we respect them, honor them? And, and like, mm-hmm. would, would it be fun to have a conversation with them? So you're going to start seeing that we're going to release the first one of those in a couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Are we releasing the one with Karen Swallow Pryor, Andrew Art first, you know? Kylie White. Kylie White. Yeah, okay, she sweet. was awesome. our first person. Okay, so we're then. releasing the one with Kylie uh-huh. um, in a couple weeks from now, mm-hmm. which would be great. And then we have one with Andrew Arndt, Karen Swallow, Swallow Pryor coming up in December or in January. Mm-hmm. So look out for those. That'll be really fun to continue to mm-hmm. have conversations. But yeah, on the podcast, you're going to have a podcast coming out every single day. So if you're on... Spotify and you want to hit like follow, or if you're on Apple, you want to hit subscribe. Now that's a commitment. You're going to have something flooding in like every single day. Um, but hopefully if like, it'll kind of, I think this is going to part the wires. Like people who want to, want to dive in, want to experience like they're going to be all in and, and want to dive in. And then there's some people that might be like, Hey, you know what? I kind of, enjoyed the like once a month kind of thing from and that's okay like go and learn from different ministries as the lord leads so we're gonna be doing that another thing that i'll bring up too i'm just gonna like speak that because i think this is gonna be a special episode that we like that we listen to five years from now something else that's like on i think our hearts that we don't yet know what to do with but i think we both have a sense that there's going to be some in-person physical face-to-face aspect to live full Mm -hmm. like cassie and i we love doing this we love sitting across the table from one another we love producing digital resources video podcasts stuff like that but we both experience your your story and mine one common thread people like Mm in-person people relationships and so i don't know whether that's like a retreat center down the line for live full that people can kind of come and experience fullness I don't know whether that's like or some kind of residency where people come and and spend a couple years like um, mm-hmm. like I love, for example, I feel like what Jonathan Melissa Helser do with Cageless Birds is mm-hmm. really encouraging and doing something like that, but more toward like a they make amazing artistic pieces. That's not quite mm-hmm. our forte <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because we're just not that, but more like discipleship resources and that, and more based in Charlotte instead of Sophia. But what they do is really inspiring and something like that or conferences where we're, mm-hmm. we're having like fullness conferences. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I think both of us have that in the dreams and I'm just speaking that out. Cause maybe, there's someone out there who might be a part of that down the road. Like you might be on staff with live for, you might be mm-hmm. a part of in that residency. You might be like a high schooler right now and you'll be in the first like residency class in five years. But I'm just kind of speaking that out of, Maybe, maybe the Lord yeah. will do something with that over the coming years.
1: Yes. Those are dreams. Closer to our heart. I'm like, I do. Cassidy's in support. Cassidy is like, I am
0: pretty, mona- I'm a little monastic. Like I could hang in an office <laughs> for, I love deep relationships, but I can hang in an office. Cassidy's like, please give me, pe- <laughs> like we need people because yeah. you're so relational. Cassidy is, Cassidy enters into an environment brings through the grace of God, brings the presence of Christ there, the joy of Christ, but also like draws people in. So like, if anything, I'm speaking that out as a dream because like Cassidy's, that's like a super power strength of Cassidy's that I think God is going to, I'm convinced God is going to use in, in terms of bringing Liveful full into like mm-hmm. the face to face elements that we don't know what exactly that's going to look yeah.
1: like. Yeah. No, it makes me excited. I feel like Paul's burning desire when he talks to the Romans yeah. and he's like, I long to come to you to impart a spiritual gift to strengthen you. Just his like longing to yeah. see the saints face to face. Yeah. God's definitely made me that way. I can't be alone for two or be by myself. Like, I'm like, I love people. I love being with people. Um, But yeah, it, it makes me excited to... Think about where even I just came up on a y- a little over a year now of working with Live Full and be like, it's only been a year of me being here. I can't wait to see what God does yeah. in the next 10. And um, Could I give
0: should- a... Maybe I, I'm... We probably need to land pretty soon. I was going to ask, we... got to sir- go in and watch Survivor and, <laughs> and watch one priorities. It's six o'clock here. Um, but I... Uh, so... One thing that I feel led to maybe end with, and then I'll let you I'll let you end it however you like, but there's we're gonna give like a little podcast plug at the very beginning, just letting people know about our need. But I'd say maybe a little bit, I'd love to maybe expand on like giving just because I, maybe there's someone listening to this that they're getting to the end of this and maybe the Lord would have you give to the ministry. We're in November and I feel like the Lord's given us like big vision for what's ahead. We're talking about like, maybe there'd be like a retreat center. Maybe there'd be a like, Maybe God would bring, um, you know, this uh, conference. It's like we see almost we have just like Cassie just said, we have this like apostolic burden that that, you know, is tra- isn't from us. It's traced all the way back to Paul in Romans mm-hmm. one um but with that like just like for Paul's ministry like there does require funds like for us to be able to do this um, during our working hours and and to provide like support our families mm-hmm. um but also like the resources for example this podcast mic was provided by people who are giving um we we hope next year to move into a studio like a more office studio space that'll allow just like a more um easy flow of creation essentially when there's like we have to do a lot of setup and tear down because of our really um uh garage-like atmosphere <laughs> that we got going on um, oh yeah
1: we do i think we might have missed that we do still work in a garage but it's it has air conditioning yeah now, and it's it, built out
0: yeah it is like the yeah it, it it's cool look like though a It looks it's cool yeah and it'll give us like something it'll it'll be uh sweet to look back on this season but it's a sweet it is a cool place to to record and all that but anyway it, the setup and teardown it can hinder like just flow creation be great to just have like some office space where Cassidy has like a place to work kind of throughout the week on a more ongoing basis and then we have like a place like a roo- rooms, different rooms to record where we have a space for the Liveful Daily. We have space for the mm-hmm. interviews and conversations and so forth. Also, like funds to be able to produce the physical resources we're talking about. But also, mm-hmm. one thing like I think we both sense a need for more staff, especially around Liveful Daily. Think about all that, like the coordination of that behind the scenes, sending out the newsletter, um, taking all those recording and that that material um, and uh, those files and. Getting that edited, cut, all that, putting that on YouTube, Spotify, podcast, all that—it's mm-hmm. a lot of work that we feel like that's there's a person behind that. We don't know who that mm-hmm. is yet, but I feel like God's appointing a person for that. But also, it's like as the Lord provides more and more funds, more and more, op- it creates room for more and more people, but also opportunities. Like we'd love to, for example, do a—that'd be amazing to do, like a conference next year, in, um, you know. North Kentucky. Carolina or Kentucky or <laughs> you struck Kentucky was that a well that yeah, I letters? saw you were like
1: surging and I was like who knows hey, so just <laughs>
0: um but that requires like that requires funds to be able to move into something like that we'd love to do that so I'm um, when we come to the end of the year if you're listening to this like really at any time I mean we'll we'll continue to be a nonprofit so you can give it at any point but if you're listening to this at the end of 2023 like we have major expanded vision from the Lord, but also with that major expanded need in terms of funds. So I just ask you whether it's you, I don't know if you make those decisions on your, obviously I hope you make all those decisions with the Lord, but you know, whether that's you make decisions on your own, your, um, or that requires like a lot of prayer conversation with your family, with your spouse, whatever it might be. And ultimately, what we're saying is like, have that conversation with the Lord, we just ask you to bring that to the Lord. I, I, hope, I, I hope, I hope you give to many nonprofits. Like, please give to um, any like nonprofit that you're learning from. They likely have need, or if they don't have need and they you giving just gives them more of an abundance to be able to explore new opportunities. So I hope you don't just give to live full unless the Lord leads you to. But would you consider like giving a. Above and beyond gift to live full at the end of the year, like that would just help us go mm-hmm. into twenty twenty four with a lot more um, expanded, just room, space, mm-hmm. wide pasture to be able to minister in freedom, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that would yeah. that would help kind of bring the 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 vision into fruition. Mm-hmm. So, what else have we got? Are we ready to close? Yeah, we're I out. can
1: I can certainly landing the plane. Atlanta. I see the now the, we're
0: actually going the land. runway yes, is in
1: sight. Yeah, thank you all for joining along uh, on this episode, and this is the longest episode we've ever recorded together, so that's a first. I, I love it, uh, and we just want to leave you with Jesus's invitation. I mean, our ministry's heartbeat of we we want to help people experience full life in Christ. This traces back to the heart of God for you, and so John 10.10, 10, where Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full that's what Jesus gives. That's what he offers. Full life is is found within him. And so we just want to extend that invitation to y'all to experience uh, full life in Christ. And that's what we're praying for you. That's our heartbeat. And we're so glad that you're here for this episode.